All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 56 of the Dylan Krasinski Show. Uh, we are here live in Brooklyn, baby. I uh, I apologize. You know what? I don't apologize because you know what? I got this little, uh, I, I feel like I've been, I, I wasn't sick for like 18 months. I didn't get sick. And uh, all of a sudden, I got a little rasp today. Uh, the last couple of days, I had like a little, like the weather's changing. I don't know what's going on. But uh, I feel good today, but I still got this rasp. It sounds like I've been smoking cigarettes for 55 years. Um, I sound like the uncle from Mrs. Doubtfire. So, you know, if you want to turn it off, because this is going to be the whole episode. So get used to it or get moving. Um, but thanks for joining me. Episodes are out every Monday. You know it. You guys get it. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, full videos on YouTube, clips on Instagram and TikTok. Although I didn't put out a clip last week. I, I think I'm skimping with the clips on the show because I'm putting out a lot for the second thing I'm plugging, Sea Otter Town Hall. Guys, thank you if you have subscribed and started listening to that. Let me know what you think. If you're an exclusive DKS listener, go on over and listen to the old Soth podcasts. Uh, I do that with my buddy Mike Kerrigan. We have a different guest on every week. Those are out every Wednesday, so give that a listen as well. Uh, I put a bunch of clips out for those. I put four out every week, so I've been skimping a little bit on the uh, DK DKS clips. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to keep uh, putting them out or if I'm going to take a break with the clips here. Uh, so yeah, but uh, those are out. Um, so every Monday this episode, this uh, show, and then every Wednesday, Sea Otter Town Hall. Uh, also, if you live in the city and you're looking for some comedy, every Wednesday through Saturday, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m., two shows every night. I'm hosting at Old Man Hustle in the Lower East Side, L-E-S. So come on out um, and see me. We've done two weeks of those shows now, two weeks, and uh, the Saturday night at 9 has been the most popular show. Sold out every uh, both of those shows. Uh, but it's great, dude. It's great being back in the city, getting to host a regular show. Um, in the last two weeks, I've had 16 host sets, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a lot, you know? And I already feel myself like getting back into the swing of just being super comfortable with these crowds, with these people. Uh, so, I, you know what? It's good. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, uh, you know, it's probably why I got sick because I was staying out until like three in the morning, just like running around the city. It was raining, it was cold, then it was hot, then it was cold again. So it's all kind of stuff. Everything's fucked up in my immune system. Um, I took a Dayquil uh, to just a couple days ago. I took Dayquil just to really survive the night. And then I've been just taking vitamins and drinking coffee, which is bad. But, you know, water, coffee, that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, also, also, I don't know if you guys could tell, but I got, if you're watching, if you're watching, I got a haircut. I got a fresh new cut, dude. Take a moment to admire it. I'm feeling great, dude. I got it cut last week, about a week ago. Uh, and I, that nothing is better than when you get a haircut and that the, the way that they style your hair that day, I feel like you feel the best you ever ever gonna feel uh right after getting a haircut i got a haircut i went and hosted a show i went and hung out at a couple comedy shows after and i was just feeling myself i had that extra pep in my step i was running around i was just like yeah i was like i felt like people were checking me out 
you know, men and women all over the city. I felt good. I felt real nice. So, yeah, I'm feeling good. I love the cut. It's also one of those things. My hair was so long. And uh, as soon as I cut it, I looked back at the I took pictures before and after. As soon as it was cut, I look at those before pictures and I was like, what the fuck was I doing with that long hair? I liked it while it was there, but I just feel so much better with this cut now. So let me know what you think. If you like it, give me a compliment. That's why I do these things. I'm just fishing for compliments, baby. Um, so, yeah, that was fun, though. I uh, I was asking some friends uh, for, it, it, you know, you just hit a point. I feel like I hit a point with hair, and I'm just like, I got to get it cut, and I got to get it cut right now. So I was asking some friends, like, hey, uh, do you know barbers? Do you know, like, a good barber shop? And listen, I'm I'm all for, like, that. One of my buddies was like, yeah, I know this guy in Astoria. $15, he'll cut your hair. And I'm like, that sounds not legitimate. But um, I wanted to go to, like, not just a typical barber where they would do just, like, a fade, low fade, you know, because I, I, I wanted to go in in between. You know, I've always had a low fade. I didn't want to go from long hair, one extreme to the other with just, like, a skin fade kind of thing, a little you know, short on top. So I wanted to kind of get the old Jason Sudeikis. You know, that's what I showed him. I showed him a, an old uh, Ted Lasso, a Coach Lasso pick. And I was like, make me look like that guy and get me on SNL. That's what I'm looking for, and that's what I want. Um, and I asked a few people, and uh, one of my buddies was like, oh, I know a spot in Brooklyn. Go there. And I was like, what kind of barbershop is it, though? Is it like a $15 barbershop? And he's like, no, it's like a $42 haircut, and it's really good. And I was like, okay. but And he was like, everybody who goes there is a gay man. And I was like, perfect. That's exactly what I'm looking for. I want, you know, I want to go somewhere where they're just going to really take care of me, style my hair really nice. So I went, I made an appointment, went the next day and it was a great experience. It was awesome. And cut my hair. Also, I got a whiskey. I love that when uh, there's this, there was this movement that started a couple years ago, I feel like, where barbershops and, like, getting your hair done became, like, a, a service industry also, where there's, like, this customer experience piece where you could rationalize charging $40 for a haircut because they're going to be like, do you want coffee? Do you want whiskey? Would you like a cocktail? Would you like a beer? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'd like a beer. So I walked in and I sat down. It was like 3.30 in the afternoon. And he's like, hey, how are you? Oh, Dylan, okay, sit down. And he's like, you want a bourbon? And I was like, mm, yeah, I want a bourbon. And, uh, you know, it was great. It was great. I, I, you know, it was like 50 bucks with tip all said and done plus a, a drink. In New York City, that would be a $15 drink. So I call it a $35 haircut with a $15 cocktail. And I felt good. As soon as I left, I was just like, just feeling it, walking around, pepping my step. And you know what? I'm feeling great now. I feel like a whole new person, you know, hosting shows, big haircut. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking over my life. As Gary V would say, you know, patience is key, but uh, you gotta, you gotta make moves. So, uh, I don't know if he's ever said that, but mm, I did. Uh, so yeah, just, uh, hanging out running around the city now, hosting shows. Something funny did happen last week. So <clears throat> I was in the West Village, and uh, the West Village is, there's a fun thing, not fun. There's an interesting thing that's going on in the West Village, especially on, uh, like, McDougal Street. So there's a street there, which they should honestly stop 
traffic on the street. They should, like, there are a couple streets in the city, like St. Mark's in the East Village, where they block it off. Cars can't come through after a certain time. That's what they should do in the West Village. Just certain areas, just close it off. Because it's people are it's packed with people and cars come through and it's just better. Just let it be like a, a pedestrians only street. But there's an interesting thing that happens there. In the West Village, there's tons of restaurants, there's uh jazz clubs and a ton of comedy clubs. There's cl- comedy clubs. There's like six comedy clubs. So I spent a lot of time there. I spent a lot of time uh in, in that area. And um because of that, there's also a lot of like homeless vagrants who just like walk around and ask for money because there's a lot of tourists. And there's also a group of people who just sell drugs on the street and there are no cops. There are no cops anywhere. But an interesting thing happened over COVID. These like drug dealers who will just straight up walk around and be like cocaine, cocaine, anyone want cocaine? They'll ask a cop if they want cocaine and they'll just be like, no, thank you. And move along. Um, But these drug dealer guys have, like, almost become the police enforcers of this area. So they make sure that trouble doesn't happen on the street. And it's it sounds scary, but it actually is kind of great because I know a lot of the bouncers who work down there because a lot of them work at the comedy clubs. And when people come into the West Village and start making trouble, dude, these drug dealers will beat the shit out of them, (laughs) which is crazy, but it happens. So... I want to tell you about this. So that is just for general context, you know. Um, like, I, I remember I showed up a couple, like, maybe two months ago, I showed up to one of these comedy clubs, and the bouncer was like, oh, you just missed a fight. Just happened, like, five minutes ago. I was like, oh, no way. What happened? He goes, a bunch of guys came in, like, a bunch of, like, finance frat guys, and they were wasted, and they tried to pick a fight with the bouncers uh, at the bar over there. And when they tried to pick a fight with the bouncers, dude, all of a sudden, all these, like, drug dealers came out of nowhere and st- just beat them up. And they were like, don't mess with these guys. <laughs> Like, that's crazy that that happens. And it's like, I feel like it's like the Wild West down there now. Um, but anyway, so I was I was in the village the other night. Um, last week, we had a show there on Tuesday at 10 o'clock, which is an ideal time to have comedy. Uh, really, it brings out all the normal people who, you know, have to wake up for work on Wednesday. Uh, Tuesday at 10, I get it. Uh, so we're hanging out there. We're, we're hanging out in front of the... Uh, in front of the club and we're like, you know, trying to get people to come into the show. We're like, hey, free comedy, free comedy show, blah, 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 whatever. So all of a sudden this guy comes over. I'm talking, me and uh, two comics are standing there. One of my buddies uh, who is a guy and then another one of my buddies who's uh, uh, a lady. And um, we're standing there. This guy comes over real Philly trash, you know, he had like an Eagle shirt on. He wasn't homeless per se because he was still getting drinks in the bar, but he's a real like it looked like he'd been like a day or two without a shower, maybe on like a 36 hour bender, that kind of situation. You know what I'm saying? So he starts talking to us. He asks my buddy for a cigarette and he's like, hey, can I have a cigarette? He sounded exactly like I do now. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, man, here you go. He gave him a cigarette. And uh, we thought he would move along. No, he stands now. He joins our group. Our three-person conversation joins it. There are about four or five other comedians hanging out behind him uh, right in the area. So the guy's talking. He's like, oh, you guys comedians? And we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm looking at we're kind of looking at her phone because we, we, we don't want to engage this guy. We want him to go away. This is not the ideal situation. So then 
he uh, he starts getting a little, you know, he starts talking to um, uh, our other friend, the uh, the lady in the group, and he starts directing his questions directly at her. And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, do you like comedy? Oh, you're you're a comedian? Oh yeah. And I'm looking at my phone, and at first I thought he was talking to me because he's like, do you guys like it? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. And I'm still looking at my phone, and he's like, I said, do you enjoy it? I go, yeah, I enjoy it. And I look up from my phone, and I can see he's looking at my friend, and uh, she's not looking at him. And then he looks at me, and he goes, I'm not fucking talking to you. And I was like, good God, this guy. So then that grabs all of our attention. So the guys, the comics hanging out over there immediately, like, pay attention we start paying i start laughing i go i was like oh i th- i thought we were having a nice conversation and then he's like i want to talk to her and i was like this is getting weird now here we go uh so then we're like all right we're we're getting out of here so we all like kind of go to this other club and uh he kind of was like following us a little bit but then like tailed off but weird stuff not crazy but like tailing kind of just an asshole giving us attitude you know what he wants he wants a fight he wants to fight somebody so that was the end of it nothing big just a guy who's trying to pick a fight with some idiot who's dumb enough to engage him you know what I mean so next night I didn't go back to the village I was in the I was in the lower east side doing my other show I get a text from a buddy who goes holy shit dude that guy from last night back in the West Village, giving trouble to these people. Dude, the drug dealers beat the shit out of them. <laughs> Knocked him out. Knocked him out. And uh, he was, yeah, and my buddy was like, yeah, he was the same guy. He was fucking, again, giving attitude, giving attitude, and they beat the shit out of him. So that goes to show you can't run your mouth in this city. It's it. You will get in trouble. So, yeah, I haven't seen him since. I'm going into the West Village tonight. If you're listening today, it was last night on Sunday. So I'm wondering if I see him. I doubt it if I will. One of the craziest stories I, I in the last few months that, that I saw with fights there is uh, some guy tr- stole a bike from one of these one of these dudes who sells drugs in the village. Stole a bicycle. Like, I don't know what you're doing. What are you thinking? So um, that is the context what we find out after this situation but I'm standing in front of the club with my buddy, and I do a double take because I, someone's walking kind of behind us, and it's a dude pushing a bicycle. This is the guy who stole the bike. He's like an older white dude, probably in his, like, 50s, right? But, again, street 50s, like, dr- drug use over the years. He could have been 37. Uh, but he looked like he was in his 50s, okay? And he's pushing this bicycle, and he's got a skull mask, like, perched on top of his head. And I did a double take, and I'm about to go to my buddy and be like, yo, this guy is trouble. Because I think if you have – I think there should be a law that you're not allowed to wear a Halloween mask that covers your face unless it's Halloween. Because that is purely for intimidation purposes, okay? He's got a silver skull mask. He's either robbing a bank or hi- – like, why do you need to hide your identity in an intimidating way like that, okay? Uh, so he fucking – has the mask on his head. He's pushing the bike. I look over to my friend and I'm about to say like, dude, this guy's trouble. Like making a joke, like you don't wear a mask unless you're fucking trouble. Before I can even say that, two of these dudes come out of nowhere. One of them drops, kicks the guy in the back and they start screaming about how he stole the bike and they just started stomping him out right in front of us. And I was like, well, that's a lot. That's aggressive. And then they were like, never steal a bike from us again. And they just walked away. Just walked away. Crazy. 
Crazy. I just, I, I, I'll never understand that lifestyle. Dude, if I were to, like, bump into someone, I'd be afraid that they were going to, like, get hurt or fucking, like, you know. I would, like, the, the thought of getting into a fight, I'm just thinking about getting arrested and losing everything. Like, let alone, like, I would be so scared to even defend myself because I'm thinking about getting arrested for self-defense. <laughs> and I know that's crazy because I worked in that field, and I get it that people don't just get arrested, but it is a wild, uh, it's it's a wild uh, thing. Um, so it doesn't, you know, always work like that. I, I understand that. Um, what else is going on, you know? What else is going on? Uh, I have been running the shows there. They've been super fun. Um it's a small room. It's only like 25 seats. So we've had situations where they sold out. Last night was a little, uh, it was good. Um, it was really fun. The 9 p.m. sold out. So if you guys are in the city, come come out uh, and, uh, and, and hang. Come out and hang. Um, I will say, I was talking to uh, a, a comic, someone. So, okay, this is a weird thing. I've never heard this. So, like, it blew my mind. And this is how I think I think history books will write about this time in dating in cities and be like, oh, that was a problem. Like people were so like similar how to like how Facebook created like was, oh, my God, it's going to connect us. But it made us lonelier and more divided. You know, I think that people will write about dating apps and like creating this culture of they thought that it would be easier for us to get together, which I think for some people it did. But in the in the end of it and in the long run, I think it's going to divide us and keep us single for longer. Right. And nothing convinced me more of this when I was talking to this to this person last night at the bar. Uh, just had a you know, I was overheard this conversation and I started talking to them and. Um, they said this. I, it blew my mind. I've never heard of this before. So you know how certain people have kinks, right? They, they're into s different things. So this, this kink that this woman told me about, it's called an I love you kink. And I was like, what is that? And basically, she described that it's like someone that you're not in a relationship with, but you're role-playing the fact that you're in love with this person and you'll say, like, I love you to each other. And you're essentially pretending to be in a relationship, but you're not in a relationship. And I was like, so your kink is just falling in love? Why don't you just fall in love? Why don't you? You're, it sounds like your kink is being in a healthy relationship. You're role-playing a healthy relationship. Just be in a healthy relationship. That It seems like that's what you want. Also, I don't think that's a kink. I just think that's normal behavior like kink implies that it's like a little weird and different so the fact that we're describing being in love with someone in this scenario as like a perverse or like different situation something that's almost a little taboo is bizarre it blows my mind it blows my mind that it, it, 10 15 a hundred years from now, they're going to look back and be like, oh, that's why they were so lonely because they were pretending to be in love with each other because they were so lonely that they didn't want to actually commit to being in love with each other. And that's why we have a now a negative population problem. We don't have any people. Um, but she explained that to me. I was just like, blew my mind, blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. Um, I don't know. I'm not here to judge anybody. But, like, that just sounds like what people want. 
is to be in a loving relationship. And she was like, no, but you don't like this. But I was like, so what happens? Like, I feel like if you are pretending to be in love with someone, you all of a sudden fall in love with someone. That's why all these actors who pretend to be in these romantic relationships in movies end up dating in real life. And she was like, yeah, that can sometimes be a problem is like you actually fall in love with that person. I go, well, what happens then? She goes, well, you just stop hanging out. I was like, so the goal the goal is reached where you're in love with each other and then you end it because that was not actually the goal. I got guys, we got to refocus. We have to refocus on what we actually want. So if, if your goal is to be alone, I guess that that is a good way to get there, right? I get, if your goal is to be alone, that is a perfect way to get there. But I think we need to refocus and say, Hey, what is the end goal here? Um, marriage, a partner, uh, 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 just being happy. Okay. So listen, if you're happy, uh, doing that kind of pretending love role play, sure, go for it. But I don't think people in the city are happy. I'll tell you this. I've been barking. I've been barking in front of this comedy club in the Lower East Side for like the last two weeks where you stand in front of the club for like an hour and I'm like, Hey guys, comedy show. You're just letting people know that there's a comedy show. And I will tell you, so many people in this city, you can look in their eyes and you, you just see emptiness. They're so, they're so sad and they just walk by you and it's like they, a lot of them, some of them very nice, friendly, fine. A lot of them have this emptiness to them where they're just like moving through life without purpose, without a goal. They, I saw this guy, I was like old, like probably in his like twenties or thirties, leather jacket, tall, good looking guy. And I was like, Hey man, comedy show, uh, tonight, seven o'clock. And he just had a single tear rolling down his face. And I was like, that guy's going through it, crying in public during the day. That is a guy who's got some stuff going on. But anyway, guys, uh, I'm going to wrap it there. It's a quicker show today. It's a tight show. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. If you don't listen to Seattle Town Hall, go check it out. Episodes out every Wednesday. Go listen to last week's episode. It's with my buddy RDP, who is a dating coach and former drug dealer slash drug addict. And he tells a bunch of very fun stories from when he was living in Boston. Now he's a uh, you know he's a dating coach. He helps people improve their lives around the world. He is a, a, a cook trained like he trained himself kind of thing. Like a uh, just what do what do you call that? casual amateur hobbyist uh does that he does a lot of stuff uh with with those so yeah go give that a listen we also have if you listen to um two weeks ago dom leonelli uh who's a comic in new york city we did a two-parter with him so his is coming out uh part two is coming out this wednesday so give it a listen and uh come see me live at old man hustle wednesday through saturday and uh yeah subscribe to the youtube subscribe to my instagram and we will see you next week baby good night (laughs) 